Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Fumble Prevention Hotline podcast. We are here with Jackson Moran, Luke Weedow, and Eddie Worse. We are down two men today, Trip Nib Drip, Jimmy Welsh, and Charlie Louise, unfortunately. Uh, but we're just going to get right into Thursday Night Football, Bears versus Buccaneers. Bears come out with a 20-19 win. Uh, Luke, I want to hear what you have to say about this. Both are great teams coming to the game, good defenses, great defensive lines. It was came down to the run game, though. And uh, the, the the Bears were able to, you know, to get on top of them. So, Yeah, I do want to mention that uh, – or I, I just want to put it out there because I'm sure everyone saw it. Tom Brady or J.R. Smith? Who was it? Who was it out there? Because <laughs> Tom Brady, Man, uh, held before, bro. as you guys might know, forgot what down it was and arguably probably cost them the game. Uh, and – yeah, they they uh, ended up turning the ball over on downs because Tom Brady thought it was third down, and that's what ended up happening. Mike Evans, though, uh, is tied for first in receiving touchdowns right now with Adam Dillon with six. Uh, he had five catches, 41 yards, and a touchdown. He pretty much had a touchdown every game. Yeah, he has, and then he had two touchdowns in one of the games, uh, which is honestly a great performance for him this season, especially even though with Godwin out for a couple games, even with Godwin, he still it shows that he's kind of producing with touchdowns, and I think that's good for the Buccaneer offense. Yeah, of course. Uh, Rojo looked good too out there. Ronald Jones had a great game. Uh, but I think the guy who you really want to buy high on, Allen Robinson is playing like out of his mind right now. This is the best he he's ever played. Now, to be honest, he's never had a good quarterback, but he has he's playing great right now with Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky. Oh uh, yeah. Uh and people I know people, some people think Tom Brady is washed up or like he's not as good as he was. But uh I don't think so because through four games as a buck, he has uh he's averaging a higher pass rating than last year through four games, averaging uh twenty two more yards a game, uh through four games, and is averaging Point nine more touchdowns last year per game, so uh, like people say like that, like Tom Brady was, uh, he obviously is the goat, or it's it, it, you can you can you can argue some people, but he is the greatest quarterback of all time in people's in most people's uh, opinion, and uh, everyone's comparing his Patriot self to his Buccaneer self, and you can clearly see with stats wise through the first five games of season, four games of season, that uh, Tom Brady is playing better than he did the last two years. Well, I'm, I'm respectfully uh, disagree with you there. I want to won a Super Bowl two years ago. So I don't know how you could say that uh, Tom Brady is playing better now. He has a much more improved offense. Um, although the Patriots' offensive line looked good around Brady, it's because he got the ball out quickly. It wasn't. It wasn't the fact that the Patriots' offensive line was that elite. It was just Tom Brady was a great quarterback. And they relied more on the running game during the regular season. That's just a fact. Their defense in their running game was able to get them to the playoffs. They didn't need Tom Brady's extremely good arm talent. And now he has offensive weapons that he could use to boost those numbers up a little bit. Kind of like how you saw Jameis Winston. Not the most talented quarterback in the league, but the man led the league in passing yards. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I, I can agree with that. I can see where you're coming from. Uh, Eddie, do you think Tom Brady is uh, washed? Uh, I think it's a little bit too early to call that right now, because like right, I, mean, I respect, I respect. Yeah, it. I wouldn't say right, wash. Right now, like, yeah, I wouldn't say wash either. I would say he's still a solid quarterback. I think if him and Gronkowski really get in sync, 
like that maybe Gronkowski I know he's not his old self like he may just absolutely maw some people in the end zone but I mean three receptions for 52 yards I think if he gets set up some more I think that the uh, the Buccaneers are gonna look really really good I agree uh, especially because uh Cameron Brait is getting some snaps and I don't know how I feel about that because I the Gronk Gronk joked around I guess and said that uh he was brought here to block when he when he was questioned about how 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 his targets are very low in the first couple weeks, and uh, I think that as it was shown, he just had three receptions for eighty two yards or fifty two yards. I mean, eight point two fantasy points. I think if he gets more targets and more yards, then uh, he's a solid fantasy tight end for uh, for anyone who who needs one, especially if you have like Jared Cook in. I think if he gets more targets, okay, Jackson. Passes, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> and he has Jared Cook. I think uh, especially if. Uh, yeah, if he gets more targets, he can be a solid uh, fantasy tight end. Well, that's kind of obvious. It's like saying if Odell Beckham had fit targets a game, he'd be the best receiver in the league. Well, no, well, I'm happen. talking. No, I'm saying this because Gronk is getting like three, two, two or not even like three targets a game right now. And you want to know why? as a Patriot, he I know because the off the offense is stacked. Well, the it's offense wouldn't be Same efficient to pass Browns. the ball to Gronk. Gronk, as you said, not not a joke. A blocking tight end, I'd say blocking is the most important part of being a tight end in this league. And with Tom Brady, he's not part of an air raid system. He doesn't like going out there and swinging the rock around like it was 2008. He had Randy Moss then. Yeah. Right now, they're trying to use the run game. They got Fournette, they got Ronald Jones, and you need good blockers in the game. So, Gronk, I'm sorry, bud, but you're not going to get those huge fantasy days like you did in 2014, 2015. You you do have a you do have a solid point there, especially with the blocking. Uh, but moving on to Sunday football, Falcons versus Panthers. The Panthers came on top, twenty three to sixteen. The Falcons, though, are you guys surprised that the Falcons are starting zero and five? I'm not, and and blaming that on their head coach, it's not his fault. He was dealing with he was dealing with the Rona, and he was dealing with some injuries on their defense to the point where they were down to a fifth string quarterback. You can't be expected well, to do much with a fifth string. Well, here's the thing. Dan Quinn's had issues the past couple of years trying to finish up games. He doesn't know how to manage that clock, and it's not his fault. Actually, no, I'm saying it right now. Dan Quinn is a horrible coach. It is. He got fired. The man uh, can't finish week. a game. He cannot finish a game, and I'm Absolutely. glad he's gone because these Falcons are way too talented to be finishing 6-10, and 5-11 and 11 every single year. They're wasting Julio Jones' talent. What I say is one of the most athletic wide receivers we've ever seen. Calvin Ridley out there, Russell Gage, all great receivers. Absolutely. I just, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I'm shocked how they blew a lot of leads. Yeah. Uh, I want to focus on how. I got to uh, finish up games, dude. Oh, yeah. Wait, talking about Todd Gurley. He had back to back 19 plus fantasy point weeks. This week, he had 14 carries for only 14 carries for 121 yards and a touchdown. And 8.6 uh, yards a carry. Yeah, he had a, he had a great, uh, he had a great performance, especially last week, too. Uh, but uh, before we talk about Todd Gurley's fantasy performance or. I want to get to DJ Moore because he had a bounce back fancy day. In week one, DJ Moore recorded 19.99, I mean, 9.4 points. Week two, he had 20 points. Week three, he had 8.5. Week four, he had 8.9. And then this last week or last Sunday, he had 19.3 points, four receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Luke, as a fancy owner of DJ Moore, uh, are you ha- are or do you think that DJ Moore is going to start picking it up, or do you think he's going to stay? It's about time, it's not his fault. Teddy Bridgewater has an arm of a noodle. 
Everyone calls him a rollout <laughs> passer, but yeah. he runs a four eight right now after his five torn ACLs. Yeah, I also think Teddy Bridgewater has PTSD whenever he goes to slide. I'm not gonna lie. He always, he always slides in a weird way. I'm not even lying when I say this. He doesn't have confidence in DJ Moore. That's evident. He's a Robbie Anderson. He's confident. He's Robbie great. Anderson is definitely his guy. Yeah, right. He he loves Robinson. ESPN said target, it's, ESPN but. came out and said it's clear that that Robbie Anderson is Teddy Bridgewater's number one option. And that shouldn't be the case. DJ Moore is way too talented for that to be the case. Get the ball to him in open space. You saw what he did on his touchdown. He is faster than everyone else, stronger than all the other DBs, and the man's got some moves. So I'm not saying this is a biased DJ Moore owner. You can just see the raw talent that he has. Robbie Anderson is one hit away from becoming, I don't even know, dude. The man's so skinny. I don't know what you do. He's a decent route runner, good hands. But if you want raw athletic ability to replace what CJ uh, Christian McCaffrey had, it got to start targeting DJ Moore. Absolutely. I, I had DJ Moore in the first, uh, like, about two weeks or so. But I traded him to weed out. Uh, but I, I do want a heart attack, didn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I do want to say I think he's definitely uh, – when targeted and when 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 the ball gets thrown to him, I definitely think he's a borderline top ten receiver in the league, and I think he he can do great things with that ball, especially for the Panthers when they when they're losing a guy like Christian McCaffrey on that offense. But yeah, I think I, him and DJ Chark have the same problems though because they're very inconsistent. I don't really. Who? I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say they're inconsistent. Who would you say? I, DJ Chark. Chark. I wouldn't. And say who else? More. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say. Oh, I wouldn't call him inconsistent. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's his fault though. I mean, sure, the offenses. fantasy stats show that DJ Moore is being inconsistent this year, but at the same time, it's not really his fault. I, I, I think I believe DJ Moore the first week is targeted like four times. Like he's he he wasn't really targeted in the games that he had low points, which makes sense. But obviously, like a wide receiver like DJ Moore should be targeted a lot more than he is right now. And he only had five this week. He only had five targets. Yeah, five targets and four, and four receptions. He made the most out it's of the those. the same uh, thing that we saw with Julio Jones last year. Every year we see Matt Ryan try to doubt Julio Jones' ability with his athleticism. And time and time again toward the end of the season, you start to, you start to see the Falcons targeting Julio Jones more because they realize he's talented enough to win these one-on-one situations. And it's what a lot of these quarterbacks don't like to do. They don't. They're scared of throwing picks, and they don't want to trust the receivers to make plays. Yeah, within the first couple of weeks too, uh, people were saying that my, Matt Ryan's playing like an MVP candidate. He just went back to back weeks without even a, without throwing a touchdown. So, hey, there goes that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, man. And all these ultra talented wide receivers you see, it's not their fault they're not putting a production. Uh, Odo Beckham Jr. last year ran incredible routes, had great catching ability. Baker didn't target him though. He didn't trust him. Uh, yeah, but I guess, oh, yeah, but I, uh, what am I saying? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> the Falcons do, uh, end up becoming 0-5 now after the Panthers ended up winning that game 23-16. The Ravens, uh, played the Bengals this week and took away a big win, 27-3. to <laughs> Uh, the Ravens are now 4-1 and and the Bengals, uh, downgrade to 1-3-1. and I want to, I want to point out something. I think the Ravens. Well, it's I think it's clear the Ravens are starting the wrong running back. This is why Mark Ingram throughout this year has 45 carries, 205 yards, 4.5 yards of carrying, two touchdowns. And you say to yourself, "That's not bad. That's a good. That's a good stat line." J.K. Dobbins throughout this year, 16 carries, 126 yards, 7.9 yards of carry, and two touchdowns. I think J.K. Dobbins, as you as if you watched him in college, 
he's a lethal option, especially on the Ravens. And I think real quick, um, I'm, I'm gonna you there, buddy. Yeah, you're fine. Go for it. You, you're using a 16 carry metric. And I, I'm, a, I'm a big nerd. You guys don't know that yet. I'm a big nerd. That's you can't prove that statistic with anything. I think he had a really, really, really long rushing play, which yeah, two, two, carry uh, two carries for 48 yards. Yeah, that's that. That's not consistency that you want to see in yards per carry. That's why I think yards per carry is a it's like a flawed stat. It shouldn't factor in big playability. I do agree that J.K. Dobbins is very good, but you can't use a silly metric like that just to prove it. I mean, I, I you you obviously are right there, but um, I, I was just trying to point out through sixteen carries, like if you average it out, which obviously isn't the best option. He is playing better than Mark Ingram, and well, that's obvious. Though Mark Ingram's like forty, so well, he just doesn't <laughs> have the volume that Ingram has, and it's not his fault. But you can't say that he's better because he isn't proven. He's got a couple goal line snaps and a couple late game snaps. You can't just say he's a viable option for our running back one. You got to give him some time, and that's what the Ravens got to do to solidify him as a as a running back one. But for now. You can't just go out there and say it's a running back one for the Ravens. I, I mean, I like I'm saying, I'm, I'm not that big of a fan of uh, Mark Ingram, who not to mention I don't Gus Edwards on that team too has also looked incredible this year. Uh, I'm not, I, I've heard of him obviously, but uh, I, I haven't seen anything special from him yet. But uh, I do want to focus on the Bengals. They, uh, they're obviously continuing to struggle. Uh, I know Weedow's going to love this one. Joe Mixon had 24 carries for 59 yards. Sheesh, what a performance from him. Averaging 2.5 yards a carry. Is he the most overrated back in the league? No. You can't say that. His athletic ability is too much to just rate off a couple games against very good defensive lines. With a the Ravens really do have one of the best defenses in the league. That we is true, but this isn't the first time you're seeing this from Joe Mixon. He's been doing this throughout the season other than that one game, which he had 44 fantasy points. When he played against a downgraded defensive line, and you see that's obvious, when his linemen can match up against non-skilled linemen because his offensive linemen are horrible and they don't have any tight ends in the game that could block, you see the results. It just isn't pretty. But – you know, you can't blame the Bengals' offensive line for everything. In the run game, I believe you can because what people don't realize is that blocking is so important in the running game. If you don't have good blocking, you can't do anything. You saw that with Saquon earlier in the year when he got destroyed by the Steelers, and you're seeing it now with Mixon. But you got to say, it's not entirely their fault that Joe Burrow is getting sacked all these times. His pocket presence is just horrible. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I, I I think Eddie can agree with me on this. I know Weedow obviously just defended Joe Mixon, but you have to admit he we give we give Joe Mixon from his stats. I know it's not his fault, but people give like or, or kind of is, kind of isn't. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But you have like we give Joe Mixon too much credit for the stats he puts up. I I know it could it's his own line, but like we were like if that's like like people hate on Saquon. Some some people not like like. I guess should I say high IQ people like we now, because <laughs> they know it's his O line. But uh, what I'm saying is like people hate on Saquon for his first like week for his week one performance, but it wasn't really his fault. It was his O line. His O line is one of the worst in the game. Uh, well, why don't we use that same excuse with Dixon? 
what I'm saying is Saquon Barkley still produces huge for the Giants a lot, even with that O line. I know, yeah, yeah in that in that one game. Go go back to last I'm year when he when he didn't miss that. Yeah, you, you wanna go you wanna go back to last year? Yes, sir. He missed he four was... weeks. So he was ranked like ten. The Giants have three starting rookies on their O line. Oh, here's the thing. Uh Eddie, can you back me up here? Saquon Barkley was very, very big into these long rushing plays last year. It wasn't consistent yardage. Yeah, he would big. hit a 69-yard run down the sideline, yep. and he get tackled. Yup, that's it, not it. It, it was – and sometimes I've seen out of the backfield on a catch. Like, he would get mm-hmm. a 70-yard reception. Me Wait, that, I want to ask you a question. Do you think Joe Mixon is better than Saquon Barkley? I would never say that. Okay, good. That. All right, good. I because I don't know because you didn't say it, but I was just asking you, putting it out there because I don't know. And I think I think so. if as long as the Bengals continue to use Joe Mixon in the passing game, I think he is a viable fantasy option. You know, I agree. Really I actually is. think I actually think Joe Mixon is a, is a is a great receiving back, and they need to use him more, uh, and that as a, as an asset for the offense. Zach Taylor, man, horrible coach. Get him out of there, bro. You cannot have a guy telling Joe Burrow. Trying to make all these incredible plays and throw the ball sixty times a game, while you have a great running back in Joe Mixon, use him, use his abilities. It's what every single young quarterback does. They find their running back and they use them. Yeah, Lamar. And even if he doesn't do that, he can use T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, who are two good receivers. Absolutely, of course. And I they got to get the ball out quick. They got to get the ball out quick to these guys. Joe Burrow trying to make these thirty-yard runs. And just, you know, raw out of the pocket, add to the sideline, try to chuck it so far downfield and make these huge plays. It's not efficient. And you can see it in the Bengals' success. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so obviously the Bengals, uh, I guess you could say, need to need to start, I guess, showing up more on offense, especially that O-line. But I do want to uh, talk about Lamar's performance. He, had, uh, ni- he went 19 for 37. 180 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He had a total of 15 fancy points. We that was an owner of Lamar Jackson. I want to hear what you have to say. They took him out in like the third quarter, didn't they? No, I don't think so. I think he played the whole. Did they put him McSorley? No, no, no. McSorley's no, hurt. No, I don't oh, think. I don't think. Score, he's, I don't think. He didn't score a point in the last quarter. Just no I don't. Way. Think, I, don't think I, I swear, quarter. I don't think they took him out. Wait, let me. I can see if I can double check. Do some research there, Moran. Pretty calm, I got a Lamar like that. Well, I mean, even even if he did get taken out, you do still have to admit that Lamar is underperforming for his skill set. Four and one. That's no, record, okay, right? that no, that's the offense. That that is the complete offense and defense, the best like run defense in the league, and and one of the best passing defense in the league. I'm saying, I'm saying Lamar as a person, the defending MVP, is underperforming for his skill set. You're gonna watch a, a team win twenty seven to three. And blame that on Lamar? I'm not blaming no, Lamar. No, no, game? whoa, whoa. I'm not saying Lamar had a bad game. I'm saying he's underperforming for his skill set. He the man won MVP last year. Tom Eddie, Brady. Eddie, come on. Eddie, come every on. Year when, every year I think total? if he wants to I think he's right now, I think he's doing fine. I think he's doing good enough to win. I think he's doing good enough to win the football league. I just don't know if he's playing up to an MVP caliber. Which he was last to. year. Therefore, yeah. think of all the Patty Mahomes. Did he win MVP last year? No, but Patty Mahomes is still. Do you know playing. he won. Do you know he won? What offensive player of the year for AFC? No, the Super Bowl, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you idiot. You don't win MVPs, and then that translates to winning Super Bowls. It doesn't count that way. You saw last year with Lamar. Lamar needs to start just winning regular season games 
he will go off in the playoffs. Tom Brady, dude, he's never been a great regular season player, but he does show up in the playoffs, as we can all tell. Uh, all right. Well, I like the argument there. Uh, moving on to the now one and four Jaguars and the uh, one and four Texans. Jaguars versus Ugh. Texans ended in a thirty to fourteen win for the Houston uh, Texans, and that's kind of shocking. Not shock. I don't say shocking out, but I obviously expected the Texans to win here, but I don't think by that much. Gardner Minshew still put up great numbers considering a 16-point loss. He went 31 for 49, 301 yards, two touchdowns, 24 fantasy points. Throwing the ball 40, 49 times is a hefty amount. Uh, you want to tell I, me the running back game? Yeah, James they need Robinson. to lean more heavily. Yeah, especially like with James Robinson. Robinson that, that's, James Robinson, I think, is a pretty good run. It's obviously but it can't, it can't be in the run game. Their offensive line is not good enough. They got to just, you know, these dumb passes to James Robinson, they would work. Get your athletes in open space. DJ Chark, trying to put him on vertical routes is not going to work. You have to get him in open yeah, space. Speaking too. of speaking of James Robinson, he had I, I he had his first, I guess, th- like in fantasy, you have boom or bust games. Like there's, it's a statistic. He had his first. Uh, it's like it's like one of four or one of five bust games, and it was twelve. He had twelve carries for forty eight yards, and he had like nine fantasy points or something along those lines. And uh, he obviously he had twenty three fantasy points. Like thirty fantasy points, like twenty fantasy points. He's he's he was looking like a consistent back for an O line like that, uh, but uh, yeah, he had his first bad game all year, I'd say, and I think that they should use him more in the receiving game because he's shown throughout the weeks that he can be a valuable asset there, and I think James Robinson could be a lethal weapon uh, for that Jaguars offense and for the defenses going up against them. I think uh, if the Jaguars talk- can, you- go ahead, Luke. Okay, uh, you got to get the ball to DJ Chark more, dude. Like, oh, yeah. it's sad how little they target him. It's horrible. Uh, what was it, like six, uh, five targets maybe last game? Yeah, I, I think it was, I think it was, might have been like four. He had, he had, he, like he, had four, he runs like a four three. Use the guy. He's that athletic and you don't want to use him and just send him on vertical routes. It's not a smart decision. He's not DK Metcalf. <laughs> Russell Wilson's not his quarterback. You gotta get him in open space, dude. I'm telling all these freaking NFL teams, they don't want to use their athletes correctly. <laughs> Must be a habit or something. But Brandon Cooks, uh, kind of I guess surprised us all with his game and his performance. He had eight catches for 161 yards and a touchdown. I don't think anyone was expecting that from Brandon Cooks, cause I mean he hasn't really been the same Brandon Cooks that we all know of, the Saints Brandon Cooks that we all. Uh, saw that was fast and uh, absolute lethal destruction to defenses in like 2016. Well, it's all up to his route running and Deshaun Watson and him have actually gotten some really good chemistry. They kind of find those pockets in that weak Jaguars defense. As you can obviously see in uh, these bad defenses, when they run zone, they get picked apart by good quarterbacks. And you saw it there with good route running and great quarterback play. Brandon Cooks really showed out this week. Uh, Yeah, and – Talking about like DJ Chark, like the the receiving core, Lavisca Chenault Jr. Oh, yeah, that's what I was just about to talk yeah, about. Yeah, he he uh, led the team in receiving stats uh, with uh, seven receptions for seventy nine yards. Which like you hear, you're like that's not a mu- that that's not that much. But this man, this man's actually kind of kind of kind of a unit. I'm if not they, gonna if lie. they lean on him, <laughs> if they lean on him, I think him and Chark and Robinson, I think this can be a very good football team. Keelan Cole too, dude. 
Jalen Cole, too. Yeah. He had a, he had a yeah. touchdown last Great week. Great route runner. Or last Sunday. You see uh, his corner routes, dude. Those are scary. You mentioned get the ball there, you know. Start just slinging this rock around. Get get this ball to these athletes. I think they'll be a good team. Yeah, and defense uh, is scary though. That D line's horrible. Yeah, but I want I want to focus before we move on to the Chiefs Raiders game. Uh, Deshaun Watson shows, I guess, like that he can still perform because people were hating on him all season for for I guess his underperforming because of his offense and O line, especially the O line. Uh, he had he went twenty five for thirty five, three hundred sixty yards and three touchdowns. Uh, that's I that's guess what happens it, when uh what what's the coach's you know, name Bill O'Brien Bill O'Brien gets fired yeah that's what yeah. happens Brian, you definitely knew Bill O'Brien was was definitely I guess doing something or or on something when he traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson yeah it wasn't the best trade isn't that the front office decision not his no it was no, his he, was, like, no, it was his it was his he's the GM too he's the GM Jesus yeah, yeah but he's uh, been the destroying play. he's been destroying this Texans team for years you don't want to resign Clowney. Um, just a horrible coach, really. Uh, yeah. One of the worst faces in this league. I would hate <laughs> to play for that, man. Absolutely. Uh, moving on, though, to Raiders versus Chiefs. Upset of the week uh, resulted in a 40-32 to Raiders win. Chiefs are now 4-1, and and the Raiders improved to 3-2. and uh, Darren Waller had a solid game. Five receptions, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Off of six targets or around that. Um he had a great game, and I think uh, this Raiders Henry offense. Henry Ruggs, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, this offense, especially now with Henry Ruggs back from injury, two receptions, 118 yards, and a touchdown. I think – and Josh Jacobs had a two-touchdown day. I think this Raiders offense is absolutely phenomenal, and they have Can the I potential. Can I say right now? Go for it. Can I say right now? Absolutely. Best offensive line in the league. They invest so really? much time in their blocking. It's incredible. Look didn't, the they, didn't they have the dude. same thing a couple of years ago, and then Derek Carr got hurt in the beginning of the playoffs, like yeah, first I, year? I, this uh, offensive line, dude, incognito. Um, what's that left tackle? The right tackles, like I think three hundred eighty pounds, like six foot eight, huge dude. Such a great blocker. I can't believe I can't even think of the name right now. Yeah, and this and like uh, we have talked. I'll look it up. Yeah, and as we have said, this Raiders offense, including the O line, the running back, the wide receiving core. The tight end, the QB, like I, I think Derek Carr is has shown that he he's proven himself that he that he can be a top quarterback in the league, not like top five. Like I'm not talking like Patty Mahomes, Russell Wilson. I'm talking that he can, he could definitely sling the ball. But, oh yeah, we got a uh, Rodney Hudson, Richie Incognito, Trent Brown, the left tackle. I'm talking about. What a great offensive line, dude. Yeah, although uh, Jaron Waller had a great game. Travis Kelsey clearly seals his case that he is uh, the best tight end in the league. He had eight receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. You uh, said that, didn't you? I did, I really just said that, and I you you do you think so? George right? Kittle, dude. George Kittle. Well, yeah, George I'm talking Kittle's like an I'm talking like this season, and like George Kittle obviously is hurt so, and missed man. three games. I don't think so. You think that even with George Kittle missing three games, he's still better than Travis Kelsey this season? He is the best tight end in the league. Healthy, yes. I think I think last no, year he was no. better than Kittle. Yeah, no, no. I think last matter. year he was better it than Kelsey. All right, whatever you say. I'm saying uh, I'm, who's having the better season right now. It's Travis Kelsey, George obviously. A, George Kittle is a top seven player in this NFL league. Especially with athleticism. He just runs three people. <laughs> you want to talk about his blocking, too. Yeah, yeah. didn't he tackle? Who did he tackle and then he gets up and screams? Who did he tackle? I, uh, I don't know, dude. But Probably Kittle, like 10 other people. Yeah, Travis uh, Kelsey, obviously great receiver, but 
I want to. I want to talk about Clyde. Clyde Edwards Lair. Uh, top, top, arguably top back in the league. Ten carries the whole game. <laughs> top back in the league. I said arguably, like top ten, not borderline ten. Uh, uh, top back. <laughs> okay. You better say like top. Yeah. Okay. What's it called? Uh, he uh only. I want to talk about him only getting ten carries this game. He had ten carries for forty yards, and then he had three receptions for forty yards, and that was it. He uh didn't get any. He didn't get any, uh, like, he didn't get as many carries as he usually does. He's gotten 24 in the past. He's gotten 21, 16, 28. He's gotten a high amount of carries in the past couple of weeks. All of a sudden, he gets 10 carries, and I guess you could see it affects the Chiefs' offense by a little bit. I don't know if you could say that right there. Um, yeah. When you let up 40 points, you're kind of forced to pass the ball. <laughs> me up here, Eddie, can't really run the ball 20 times if you're down by that much. I know. Well, what's it called? What I'm saying, in week one, he had, like, 16 carries in the first half. In the first half, yeah, it was like a touchdown. They're winning the game, dude. No, yeah, by by at halftime they were up by like a touchdown. That's why. That's when you run the ball. That's when. Yeah, you and it, it. yeah, you're telling me you're not gonna run when it's like a tie game. No, when you're down by two touchdowns, with the Chiefs were, they're down the whole game, dude. That, they were down by two touchdowns like late third quarter. <laughs> you definitely don't hand the ball out when you're. Down two touchdowns. That's all I can say. I know. Yeah, but I'm saying they had to hold like pretty much three quarters to like to for Clyde to get more carries than ten. No, nah, Raiders had to lead the whole game. Yeah, I, I'm saying it was close, like a touchdown, three three points or a touchdown, where Clyde can still get the ball and be effective for the offense. Ten carries for Clyde Edwards Alaire is obviously not not enough. I'm gonna disagree with you. Uh, you saw what the Cowboys did uh, when you give up 49 points. I don't think Zeke Elliott's been having the carries he's had usually. Am I wrong there? No, you're right. You have a point. Nice. I've seen that on Instagram all the time. 14, 12, 19, 22, 22. It's, those aren't Zeke-like numbers right there, the, the, the attempts. And you can see why. It's because they're losing They're losing ball games. Dak Prescott, you've seen with 500 passing yards because he has to score 45 points in order to win. I mean, they they went down against the, the Giants 17-3 to three. fast. Of course. You gotta throw the ball. You gotta throw the ball in this situation. I, I don't think I'm wrong there. Yeah, but uh, the Raiders D ended up actually locking up, especially uh, Patrick Mahomes as he threw his first interception of the year to them, and uh, the Raiders D had enough or did enough for the Raiders to come away with the win, forty to thirty-two. Uh, focus or moving on to the Cardinals versus the Jets. The Jets are now zero and five. Which I'm sure my grandmother could beat the Jets, Jackson. My grandmother. <laughs> Can we skip this game? Who cares? About the no, Jets? sir. I'm sorry, New York fans, but you have to deal with the freaking Giants and Jets. Yeah, okay, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it. a rough it. time. <laughs> come on, Eddie. You know, come, but come uh, over to Eagles Nation. The baby. Cardinals won thirty to ten. DeAndre Hopkins, if you didn't see, had an absurd one-handed catch for like thirty-seven yards. Uh, to go, okay. Oh. To, okay. Go, to go along with his 150. To go along with his 151 yard one touchdown day, uh, Kyler Murray ends up winning NFC Offensive Player of the Week with completing 27 out of 37 uh, passes, 380 yards and two total touchdowns. And can I say what he did against that DeAndre Hopkins? Did he played against a guy? He went up against a guy who just went to Scrub University. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is not a good team. The Jets. Adam Gase really ran that operation to the ground, didn't he? Yeah, focusing on the on the Jets, especially Adam Gase. I he needs to be a he needs to be fired ASAP. Two, 
Jets released Le'Veon Bell yesterday, I believe. I don't, I don't understand why they did that. I understand that well, he's not I, exactly I definitely the same guy, but yeah. if you can't expect him to turn the whole entire offense around just by him. He's not guys, It's ridiculous. It's truly ridiculous why they did that. Yeah, and I want to – Bell, wanna, still a talented running back. Use the man, dude. I'm saying with all these guys, I'll keep on saying it. Every bad team in this league doesn't use their athletes correctly. And where do you uh, where do you guys think Le'Veon Bell's going to land? Nowhere. I, he's either going to land oh, Patriots. I'm, I'm saying Patriots. I'm saying Patriots. Patriots or the Cowboys. No, Denver. Denver, they have Lindsey and Gordon. Didn't Melvin Gordon just get suspended? You got a DUI. <laughs> yeah, for like, for like how, how many games is that? How many suspended? You got a DUI. He's out for that's, a while. That's, I, I feel bad for TJ, man. We should give TJ his money back. <laughs> yeah, I, at this point, yeah. All right, I, no actually, no, wait. Before we man. move on, I want to I tell everyone what TJ's fantasy team has gone through. So, uh, let me pull up his team really quick. All right, here it is. Injured reserve, he's renamed his team. Okay, so, first off, he had Michael Thomas. Got hurt uh, after week one. Was Has been out since. Uh, then he had Chris Godwin. Uh, he's been out for, like, a total of four weeks. Then he had his, his third-round pick, Leonard Fournette, get cut and then picked up by a whole new team where he has to learn a whole new uh, playbook and a whole new offense within, like, two weeks. Uh, and he hasn't been performing too well this season. Uh, then he had Julian Edelman, who got hurt and was out for uh, a week. Then he he also has Melvin Gordon, the third. And he dropped John New Smith. Yeah, yeah, wait, no. He dropped John New Smith in week one because, like, he. All right, we can't feel too bad for this man. Like, wait, come wait, on, no, Dan I'm not had to done. deal with I'm the torn done. ACL. I'm not done. Ready? Uh, he dropped John New Smith in, uh, week, after week one because uh, he was, like, a backup tight end at the time for TJ. He uh he picks up Paris Campbell who had a great week one. Paris Campbell ends up tearing his ACL the next day or the next week. I mean, he picks up Malcolm Brown who had a great week one. Ends up pooping the bed the next fo- the next couple of weeks, especially getting hurt. Uh, That's not his fault. They're also, good. I know, he also has Dalvin Cook who just got hurt and is out for like two. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, let's see. there's gotta be something else. There's definitely something else. No, that's it. That's it. Well, that, I, I don't even want to say that's it because that's a lot. What about Dak? Didn't he say like he was playing Dak? Oh, yeah, and then he played Dak Prescott and got hurt. So now he's saying he has a curse and whoever he plays, someone's definitely going to get hurt. Yeah, that's but uh, right let me read you his team right now. Tom Brady, uh, he doesn't even have a backup tight end yet for Gordon. Miles Gaskin, Jerry Judy, Chris Godwin, Jimmy G, Jimmy Graham, by Jimmy G, T. Higgins, Bears defense, and Randy Bullock. A great team, do a great team. <laughs> Absolute studs. <laughs> Michael Thomas threw hands with a teammate in practice. Yeah, for calling. He, he, got, he got called. Yeah, he got called slant boy by I think it was Malcolm Jenkins. I can't believe I defended that man last year. Ice yeah, boys. I used to think that Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the league. Yeah, I, I I did that for like the first weeks, and then I was like, it's got to be D Hop. <laughs> It's D-Hop, bro. It is D-Hop, and that's kind of obvious. It is, yeah. Around running ability, athleticism, it's D-Hop. Uh, I do want to point out the, the entire Cardinals defense is pretty much dead. Uh, I'm not Steve even going to go down the list because it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, Byron Murphy, right? Charles uh, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones out for the season. Buda Baker, broken thumb out for two to three weeks. But that was like a week and a half ago. Uh <clears throat> Uh, Chris Banjo, our starting safety, who's actually, like, honestly a stud in my opinion. He's out for, like, five weeks. 
Uh, Cameron Phillips, he's out for uh, a while. I think three weeks. He's like our starting right end. Um, Drake, Drake uh, Fitzpatrick, our third string cornerback, who's actually like decent, hurt out for uh, a couple weeks. And yeah, they've they've faced a lot of injuries on defense. I think there's like one or two more. And I I want to say we have to have a celebration for this. Kenyon Slander put up double digits this week. Kenyon Drake, man. He didn't what slander this. Kenyon Slander did not slander too much this week. He had 13 fancy points. That's pretty much because he had a one yard touchdown. Of course. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps up the Cardinals Jets game. And now we're uh, about to head into Steelers versus Eagles. The Steelers ended up coming away with the 38 to 29 victory over the one now one three and one Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Steelers are now improved to four and zero. I think how many undefeated teams are left now? I think that they might um, be the only one. The Bills lost. The Rams lost. Or not this week. The Rams have a loss. The Bills lost. The Chiefs lost. I no, think they might be it. Steelers Packers, dude. Oh, Steelers Packers, right? That's about it. Uh, but yeah, Chase Claypool, in my opinion, rookie of the week, uh, clearly to some people, seven catches, 110 yards and three touchdowns. The commentators and stat line kept saying four, but after the game, it got corrected at the rate, which I, that's what I thought it was, but he ended up coming away with 42 fantasy points for the rookie wide out. Yeah. He had four touchdowns. Oh, wait. If I go to the, if I go to the stat line, it says, uh. Buddy, buddy, buddy. He ran one in. Oh, that's why. You got <laughs> he a point had a running there. touchdown. You have a solid point there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, never mind, guys. Lead. He definitely had four touchdowns. Uh, but I don't want really to put all yes, the spotlight please. on Chase Claypool. I know Luke's going to be proud I'm saying this, but the e- Eagles, uh, Travis Fulgham. Is that my, am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had – Luke, you want to talk about it first? Or? Um. What else can I say then? Uh, you know, the Eagles must have something in their water that makes them tear all the ACLs and get hurt all the time. Because we're getting <laughs> freaking Travis Fulgham. And everyone blames Carson Wentz for how horrible he's playing. And he's throwing to Greg Ward and Travis Fulgham. Yeah, That's Travis Fulgham. I mean, the man to do. you say that, but Travis Fulgham had uh, 10 catches for 152 yards and a TD on that stat line. His name is Travis Fulgham. <laughs> You're right. You got a solid point there. Carson the Wentz saw Fulgham and didn't even guard him. <laughs> who, who, who? What wideouts do the, do the defensives guard? Do the, does the defense guard for the Eagles? Huh? No. <laughs> Next week it's going to be Greg Ward and Travis Fulgham. <laughs> yeah, no. But Carson Wentz actually had a pretty good game for how he's been playing this season. Twenty. Hey, uh... hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> He looked great this week. You're right. He had 20, he completed 20 out of his 35 uh, attempts, 260 yards, two touchdowns, although he did have two interceptions, but we're not going to talk about that. Hey, it's Steelers yeah. defense. They're pretty good. Yeah, you're right. Pretty good. <laughs> I know you, I know you, man. They're, they're top three in the league. Uh, yeah, no, but Carson Wentz actually played a good game, huh? Of course. I'm actually pretty shocked, but uh, yeah. That, uh, hey, man. Kyler Murray's like five foot what? Like two? Oh, five foot ten, dude. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Miles Sanders, though, uh, actually played a great game. 11 carries, he 80 did. yards, and two touchdowns. He averaged 7.3 on the ground there. 
to uh, be fair, I'll use my same logic from earlier. He did have a breakaway touchdown for about 70-something oh, yeah. yards. Yeah, so he really uh, – no, it was like, I think it was like 60-something. I think it was like 63. So he – that was one carry. So he ended up having like 10 carries for like 20 yards. Yeah, it, that's Steelers front, dude. It's scary. That's a good – a really good defense up there. Uh, uh, yeah, you got a great point, obviously, because the Steelers defense, that D-line, that pass, or that secondary, that pass rush, they're all good. Everyone on that team, everyone on that defense Devin is talented. Bush runs like a you definitely, I, I, you can name anyone on that defense, and I'm sure you've heard of them before. <laughs> That's how, uh, I guess, scary they could be. But, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the Steelers end up coming away with the win. And, uh, the Rams, moving on to the Rams game, the Rams ended up beating the Football team, thirty to ten. Uh, the football team is now one and four, after a win to the Eagles in Week One, huh? That's, that's great. That's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, but Alex Smith saw the field for the first time in three years, and boy, did he show up to play! Nine for seventeen, thirty-seven yards. Damn, those are that's that's a solid stat line right there. I love Alex Smith. I love Alex Smith. I shouldn't have just disrespected him there. That was so mean. <laughs> I sort of just disrespected him there because he's a great QB and he only played like half of the game. But, uh, yeah, he didn't play as well as he did in Kansas City, that's for sure. Uh, Robert Woods, though, had a phenomenal game wide, wide out for the Rams. He had four catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the Rams all-around team right now is actually looking very good. I'm gonna Like, their defense uh, mixed in with, like, their offense, like Jared Goff, their running back core, their receiving core. Uh, I think I think they actually are a heavy playoff contender right now, even with the division they're in. Um, and yeah, that's a that's my take on the I guess on the Rams. Daryl Hendergoat, the guy who I've dad, doubted for a cheeky moment, he did only have 15 carries for 38 yards, but he came away with two touchdowns on the day, and he had I think 20. How many fantasy points did we have? 21. Who are we talking about? Daryl Hendergoat. Henderson. 22, I think. Yeah, but the Rams come away with the... yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, and the Rams... Ended, yeah, I just said that. The Rams ended up coming away with uh, the 30-10 to 10 win. That game, Nothing really big happened in that game. But Dolphins 49ers... Uh, I don't want to say upset of the week because the Raiders beat the... I, I mean, kind of... The Miami Dolphins beat the 49ers 43-17. to 17. The 49ers now last in their division at two and three, and the Miami Dolphins. I don't know if you can call it an upset. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know you got a solid point. I mean, and, and you can't, you can't. Set. Yeah, exactly. You you like you can't really say it's an upset. You got a great point because I mean the injuries that they've taken to the team, big hits to the offense and especially the defense. But most of the offensive players who gotten hurt are back. But Jimmy G, man, oh my! I want to talk about this. Seven for 17, 77 yards, two interceptions. He ended up getting taken out at uh at halftime there. And uh, I do want to point out Kyle Juicy Juice, Kyle Juice Check, Pro Bowl fullback for like seven years now, had two carries, 11 yards, and a cheeky touchdown. Uh, which is, you know, you don't really see a touchdown from fullbacks that much. Uh, but Kyle Juicy Juice is just one of a kind, you know, absolute cheeky uh, hottie. Whoa, pause, pause, pause. Yeah, I have yo, socks on. Yo. I have socks on, I swear. But uh, Raheem right, Mostert had uh, 11 carries, 90 yards. Uh, and to go along with that, had two, three receptions for 29 yards. He averaged 8.2 on the ground. 
uh, which I think is obviously phenomenal. Uh, George Kittle, like you said, you said he's the best tight end in the league, led the team in receptions with 44 yards off of four receptions. He did have eight targets, though. Uh, I don't. I, I was watching Red Zone, so I didn't. Really, it doesn't really show like like the drops unless it's like fourth down or something like that. I don't know if it was like a bad pass or like that or like he was just double covered. But yeah, he had, he actually did have eight targets on the day. And uh, yeah, the Dolphins, I guess, pull out pull out the win, forty three to seventeen. And before we leave the game, I'm not. You don't don't think I'm not gonna focus on uh, the Dolphins here because the Dolphins played obviously a great game as they put up forty three. Ryan points. Fitzpatrick, dude. Guy, guys, a stud. Uh, wait, 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 wait a second. What did you just say? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh my God, you're kidding me. Ryan Fitzmagic oh. completed 22 for 28 of his passes, 350 yards and three touchdowns. You're dying a hole. <laughs> guy's an absolute animal. Fear know, the man. beard. Fear why, the beard. Why did they draft Tua? Why did you draft Tua? I, I guess for next year, because Ryan Fitzpatrick is coming to the end of his days. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think he is. Whoa, whoa, I mean career days. Really? I'm about to say, bro. How old is he? Wait, I'm going to look it up right now. 35, maybe? All right, Ryan Fitzpatrick is 37 years old. That, that's actually pretty old. So I, I'd say he has a good, uh, two more years, maybe. I'd say. Um, I think as long as he's going to be productive for an NFL team, he can keep going. Uh, and right now, you, you can see with Ryan Fitzpatrick, consistent numbers every week, making this. Yeah, uh, you, know, you got a point there. He's good. being very consistent this uh this year. He's had, uh, especially for fantasy owners, he's not really owned by a lot of people in fantasy. But uh, for the people who do have him, they they definitely know that he's showing up. He's showing up to play, and he's putting up some solid numbers for their team. Uh, Miles Gaskin uh clearly led the. The, all the backs with, like, Matt Breida, uh, compared to Matt Breida, 16 uh, carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown, uh, which is pretty realistic for Miles Gaskin, I'd say, averaging 3.6 yards a, a carry. But I do want to focus on this one right receiver named Preston Williams. He is, uh, like, wide receiver, I think, three uh, for three. the Dolphins, two or three, yeah. It depends on what they're doing that week. If they're yeah, more exactly. West Coast. He'll be more of a three guy. Preston Williams, great vertical threat though. Yeah, he had uh four. I get clearly he had four receptions for 106 yards and a touchdown off of five targets. Uh, he had a great day. He had like 22 fantasy points. Uh, Mike Jacecki, great fantasy tight end option. Five receptions, 91 yards. Uh, pretty good day for him. <clears throat> but uh, unfortunately, we can't talk sit here and talk about how good and how uh fearful. Ryan Fitzmagic is. We're going to have to move on to the Colts-Browns game. Browns end up coming away with the win. Uh, I think, yeah, 32-23. to 23. Colts are now 3-2, and two, and the Browns are actually 4-1. and one. They are, I think, yeah, I think they're, yeah, they're like tied for first or second in their uh, division right now. I don't know. They're like third because the Ravens are the Steelers. I completely forgot the Steelers were a thing. But, uh, yeah, that division's actually looking really good this year with the Steelers, Browns, and uh, Ravens. And that's a first because usually the Browns and Bengals are just bombs and the Steelers go like 8-8 eight and eight, and the Ravens go like 9-7 and seven, or vice versa for the Ravens and Steelers. That's what usually happens. Now they're all – the Browns, Ravens, and Steelers – or no, the Browns and Ravens are 4-1 and one, and the Steelers are 4-0. Oh. Um, obviously, I have to point out the goat himself. I think it's time to talk. Wait, wait. Before, I think before it's time to have the talk. Wait, before you say anything, 
I have to point out the goat and his performance. Rodrigo Blankenship, three for three, okay, two for two, right. three for two, three for three on field goals, two for two extra point, uh, eleven fantasy points for uh, USS Blankenship's fantasy team. That's awesome, but I think it's kind of a serious conversation. What oh, really for- is the best division in football? You know, I I don't want to sound biased here at all when I say, but the NFC West, that I, that division, it, AFC North, dude, the AFC North, dude. Like, I mean, but at the same time, what's I mean, the AFC North is obviously the as we just said, the Steelers, Ravens, the Browns, who are four and one, four and one, uh, four and zero, oh, and then they just got the Bengals who are one three and one, but the NFC, uh, the NFC West has like the I guess. The big names. I don't say the big names, but the Seahawks, who are terrifying this year. Oh, wait, I think the Seahawks are undefeated Steelers, too. Man. Yeah, the Seahawks are uh, five. Yeah, Seahawks. It's Seahawks, Packers, Packers and, and Steelers. Steelers. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so they got the Seahawks, the Rams. The, the Seahawks are five. No, the Rams are four and one. The Cardinals are three and two. And the 49ers, who uh, let me explain this in this way: Seahawks, great team. Obviously, Russell Wilson playing like the MVP. Uh, of the league right now. Rams, who are playing absolutely phenomenal, especially that defense. Cardinals, who have a lot of potential, going to be like eight, around 8 and 8, 9 and 7. So, 6 and, or I mean, 7 and 9, 8 and 8, 9 and 7. And then you got the 49ers, who are, who were in the Super Bowl last year, who are off to a rough start due to, I, I, I kind of want to say injuries, uh, 2 and 3. So, I mean, as of right now, I, I you can say the AFC, uh, the AFC North because of the records. But I think definitely like, with teams, if we're talking about true contenders for the Super Bowl, you gotta start with Ravens Steelers. Absolutely, and they're both come from the same but division. Before, but before the Rams and, and Cardinals. Wait, what are you saying about the Rams and Cardinals? They're just not true Super Bowl contenders. The Rams and Cardinals aren't. Aren't? Yeah, I yeah. Actually, you know what? Now that you put it in that perspective. I mean, yeah, you could say that. Actually, I got now. Here, now, dude. now I'm kind of agreeing with that. I'm. I don't want to say the Browns are, are that much of a Super Bowl contender. Don't get ahead of yourself, yeah, man. Look at the offense, dude. Uh, got Miles Garrett. The offense is playing phenomenal right now, especially that defense with Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, and on. But uh, yeah. I mean, I guess. I I you know what? I'm gonna go with the AFC North. You you persuaded me, especially with that Super Bowl contending. Part, yeah, the Rams and Cardinals are obviously going to be like the Steelers and Ravens are actually solid contenders here. I think those are the second, third, and fourth best teams in the AFC. Second, third, and what? Fourth, second, third, and fourth in the AFC. Wait, who do you think second? The Ravens or Steelers? I'll go Steelers. I'm gonna agree. I thought you were gonna say Ravens, I was gonna argue there. I think the Steelers are actually better than the Ravens as of right now. Steelers, Ravens, Browns. Yeah, I think but, uh, Ravens Browns are interchangeable. Yeah. Uh talking about I guess the Browns, Baker Mayfield had two hundred forty seven yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. OBJ actually had a completion himself. Eight, he had an eighteen yard throw, which was completed, I believe, to Jarvis Landry. But Kareem Hunt taking over for uh Nick Chubb full time, <laughs> twenty carries, seventy two yards, and uh did he have a receiving touchdown? No. No, he didn't. But yeah, he had uh he had twenty carries for seventy two yards, averaging three point six on the ground. He had a great game. He's had great games this year. This is not his best performance, but it wasn't too bad, too shabby. 
Oh wait, no, and he had a receiving touchdown. Three, three. He had three receptions, twenty-one uh, yards, and a receiving touchdown. Uh, clearly, a uh, good day for Cremont. Of course, yeah, we have been saying it all year on the podcast. Actually, I've been on one episode, but <laughs> I did reiterate, reiterate multiple times that Kareem Hunt is, I'd say, more talented than Nick Chubb. He's just I, more I mean, yeah, I agree. More talented, definitely. But I do want to point out how Austin Hooper's kind of taken over the tight end position for the Browns here. Five receptions, 57 yards this game. He had 14 fantasy points last week and a touchdown. He's uh, he starting to – he started, he's, yeah, he's a great blocker. Exactly, and he had a great year last year with the Atlanta Falcons. I think he was like second or no, he was third in tight end touchdowns last year. He actually he's actually a pretty good tight end or a great tight end. And I think uh people, yeah, no, I think people are gonna start hearing his name a lot more, especially when he's uh clearly improving with this Browns offense. But uh yeah, the Browns are gonna coming away with a thirty two to twenty three win over the Colts. And uh once again I'm gonna point out that uh Rodrigo Blankenship is the goat. That's nice, that's nice, that's nice. Oh, yeah, but uh, now the game that I've personally been waiting for, Giants-Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys won 37-34. I think the Giants have scored, scored more touchdowns this game than they have all year. Uh, Offense looking sus for the Giants. <laughs> yeah, Devontae Freeman actually had a great game. 17 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, he had two receptions for 27 yards. He looked shaky in the beginning. That's all yeah, I'm he saying. did. He did, but then he actually started – Improving himself. Uh, but Darius Slayton, he's actually – he's showing up this season. Uh, he, he was a sleeper last year, and now he's actually showing up this year. Is he wide receiver one for the for the Giants oh, or is it Sterling so. Shepard? No. Yeah, it's definitely funny. him. Uh, so, actually, no, Golden Tate might be ahead of Sterling Shepard. Uh, eight receptions – but Darius Slayton ended up coming away with eight receptions for 130 yards off of 11 whole targets. But uh, Daniel Jones has to has to fix his fumbling problems. I think he's fumbled at least once every game this season. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he fumbled. Uh, but Daniel Jones did. He threw for zero touchdowns. Evan Ingram had a rushing touchdown. Devontae Freeman had a rushing touchdown. Graham Gano is pretty much where all the points came in here. He went four for four and two. He went four for four in field goals. Two for two extra points. Uh, that's fourteen points coming from. Oh, wait, no, it's more. That's 18 points coming from Graham Gano. Uh, uh, from the for the uh-huh. Giants, I guess, offense. <laughs> so, yeah, so, Daniel Jones but they, did throw for 222 uh, yards. Did you forget to do math? Zero interceptions and uh, completed 20 out of 33 passes. Yeah, I did. Uh, that's 14 points, buddy. That's it. I said that. Oh, I said that at first. Why do I think a field? No, no, I have no. I thought a field goal is worth. For, no, yeah, for, yeah, because for, for, for two seconds I thought field goal. For for a second I thought field goal was four, was four points for some reason. Don't talk about it. We don't talk about it at all. Uh, Dak Prescott uh suffered a really, really, really bad ankle injury. Um, and it's probably out for the season. Definitely out for the season. Andy Dalton will take over for the Cowboys at QB, which isn't um, that bad of an option. As an Eagles fan, uh, some of us Eagles fans are horrible people. We <laughs> pray for Dak Prescott to have an unsuccessful surgery, but I am not one of those people. Dak Prescott <laughs> to become a top five quarterback in this league. It was obvious. He's moving the ball downfield. The way he runs near the end of the field and finishes off drives is just, it's impeccable. It's so high powered. 
Um, really runs. The offense looks very efficient around him. And uh, it's kind of sad to see a guy in his contract year have to go down like that. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, heading towards the Cowboys offensive side, I definitely think C.D. Lamb is the offensive uh, – or is the rookie of the year right now. He's shown the most consistency. Nice. I, yeah, I think he's shown the most consistency throughout five weeks. And he's he has two touchdowns. I think he's leading in yards for wide receivers too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, for rookie wide receivers, I mean. And, um, yeah, this game he had eight receptions for 124 yards off of 11 Austin targets. Uh, I know I'm gonna say I'm gonna say C D Lamb is do they give out they give out rookie of the year and then they give out offensive rookie of the year? No, they give out Yeah, offensive and defensive. It's close. I think I think it actually yeah, actually I completely forgot about Justin Herbert. I think it's Justin Herbert, then C D Lamb. And then, then and then Burrow, yeah. Not Burrow ahead of Lamb? No, I honestly think C D Lamb is uh I mean then again Joe Burrow's definitely impacting the offense for the Bengals more than C.D. Lamb's impacting the offense for the Cowboys, if you put it that way. I I think it's fair to put put, uh, um, him ahead. But then you have to look at Justin Jefferson, and there's no way you you, you you can't – You said that C.D. Lamb's better than Jefferson, right? I think no. I'm saying C.D. Lamb has shown them – I think Justin Jefferson is better than C.D. Lamb, and – and obviously he's gonna show. Is he gonna start to show that? But at, off of these five weeks, Ceedee Lamb has shown most more consistent. Has been more consistent because of Justin Jefferson's uh really? poor poor amount of targets in the first two weeks. Like he had like. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if you call it inconsistency. Yeah, I guess. Because when he gets the volume, he's been consistent. Absolutely. Yeah, he had. Uh, I think it was seven catches, 175 yards, and a touchdown, and 30 fantasy points in week uh, three. And then he had four catches, 104 yards in week four, and he wasn't. He had three three catches for 26 yards in week five, which is what I, w- I was trying to point out. But I think Ceedee Lamb is having a better season so far, yards wise and touchdowns wise, than uh, Justin Jefferson. Unfortunately, I like Justin okay. Jefferson way more, but uh, I think I'm gonna go with Ceedee Lamb here. But okay. yeah, the the Giants were close to ups. I, I I'm honestly gonna say upsetting the Cowboys because who would have thought that this was even gonna be a close game. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they were close, but then Greg the legs uh had a strike. It looked shanked. That kick, that game when the kick looked shanked from it the did. angle. It did look shanked. And then it curved in at the last second. Uh, which is uh, I guess what's gonna happen, moving. Right. What <laughs> sometimes. else you today, Moran? Uh, moving on to the Sunday night game, Viking Seahawks. Uh. That went down to the. Wired, Absolutely, DK Metcalf scored the game-winning touchdown with like how many seconds was left? It was like twenty-seven, right? Not even less. It was like fourteen. Yeah, yeah, it's like fourteen. But uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook got hurt at halftime. Don't even sweat it though, because Alexander Madison took over twenty carries, one hundred and twelve yards for the. I think he's a rookie. Yeah, for the rookie. Madison, no, I think he's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. This is his second year. Uh, I couldn't share that, but I know he's not. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Adam Thielen had a great game with uh, two touchdowns and 80 yards off of nine receptions. Uh, Dalvin Cook, before getting hurt, had 17 carries, 65 yards, a touchdown. He's obviously a stud and a top three running back uh, before he got hurt. And uh, Kirk Cousins didn't look too shabby. 
249 yards and two touchdowns. But obviously Russell Wilson. Kirk, baby. Yeah, obviously Russell Wilson uh, outshines him here. They're completing 20 of his 32 passes, 217 yards and three touchdowns. Um, he did throw one interception though, which isn't too bad because he that was like his first or second of the year. But DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf this season is looking like a top like six wide receiver right now. And I'm not actually. No, I don't think so. Right now, we out. Let me tell you. No, I I really don't think so. Wait, let me let me tell you what he's ranked right now for fantasy. Talking about fantasy, you know. Oh yeah, that, that's what I meant. He's definitely not top. He's like top like fifteen without fantasy. Nah, I'm talking fantasy here. Top six, top top ten. I'll give him top ten receiver in the league. I, I for six. fantasy or just like. No, just wide receivers. All right, I'm gonna go for fantasy. That's what I meant. He's a top six. Yeah, look, he's right now. He's ranked fourth among every wide receiver. The only. Uh, there's only three wide receivers in front of him for fantasy this year, and it is DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Adam Thielen, and let's see, is it and Calvin Ridley? Uh, and DK Metcalf is number four. D Hop is a name you hear a lot. Adam Thielen, he's not you don't hear him at number two, but he's definitely a name you hear a lot. But uh, I'm gonna say Calvin Ridley is definitely a shocker at three, and so is DK Metcalf, we definitely thought coming into this, coming into the season is going to go off. He obviously has a lot of potential and talent, uh, and he's clearly showing it off this season. I can't believe I traded that man. <laughs> I can't believe I traded that man. I traded him in like Fant, and at the time Fant was like like not that good, or people didn't think he was that good. Uh, and Metcalf, who was like who was like eh at the time for Kenny Galladay, and and Jonathan Taylor, which obviously I still think. I won. I would have won. I won that trade, but I ended up dealing uh, Jonathan Taylor at one point. I I did deal Kenny Holiday too, but I got him back just recently, actually, from Weedow. <laughs> yeah, Juju for Galladay. Love the trade. Juju and Russell Gage for Kenny Galladay. Uh, Russell Gage is good. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, the Seahawks ended up getting a game-winning uh, touchdown and winning the game twenty-seven to twenty-six to improve to five and zero. Moving on to Justin Herbert, as we said, Chargers Saints. Chargers are up twenty to three at halftime and end up losing thirty to twenty in over thirty to twenty seven. I mean in overtime. Justin Herbert uh, had had two hundred sixty four yards and four touchdowns. It is the most. This is a weird stat. <laughs> it is the most touchdowns a rookie quarterback has ever had on Monday Night Football. Uh, but Justin Jackson really taking over the backfield. 15 instead of Joshua Kelly, which I honestly did not expect. 15 carries for 71 yards, and uh, Joshua Kelly got 11 carries for 29 yards. He really did poop the bed there, which he didn't do too well. Keenan Allen, though, suffered an awful back injury. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. It was happened in the first quarter, but he did have two receptions for 29 yards and a touchdown in the first quarter. It was looking like he was going to have a great game. But I want to talk about Mike Williams right now. Mike Williams, he he's just – so athletic, and he can just he can go up and get it. Let's say, <laughs> as he yeah, clearly did in uh, so. I think that was the fourth quarter. What, what he did? Remember? Did you see that? Did you watch the game? That one catch he had, or were you at football? Uh, yeah, at football practice. You know, so yeah, he had, he had like one catch, like didn't like double or triple coverage, and he just went up and got it. Uh, he had five receptions, a hundred nine yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, and like twenty two fancy points. Uh. 
wait, no, he had more than that. He had like 27. Uh, yeah, so he had a great game. But moving on to the Saints, you obviously can't deny that Alvin Kamara right now is, is, right now is the best running back in the league. But more because of his receiving game. I actually looked at the stat. Out of all receive, receiving stats, that could be – that could be – wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Out of all, like, tight ends, running backs, and wide receivers, Alvin Kamara is 14th in receiving yards. Uh, he had um, eight catches for 74 yards, 11 carries for 45 yards. Do uh, we debate you now or wait a little bit? Nah, debate me now. Alvin Kamara, best back in the league, really? For this season, yes. I'm not going off. Alvin Cookie is having a great year, and I obviously agree with that. I said earlier he's a top three back. Actually, no, top two back. He's definitely number two. But uh, I, I honestly think Alvin Kamara is having a better season right now, pretty much because of the receiving game. I think Alvin better Kamara, season maybe, but better back. When I say when I when I when I talk about better backs, I'm going off of the season. That's what I mean. Better. Are you talking about looking? Are you talking about looking better, like just as, as a running back? Or no, just, like like. Stat production. Stat production. I know, I know, I know Dalvin Cook is having a way better rushing season. But Alvin Kamara you, is still having a decent rushing season with a phenomenal receiving uh, season right now. Especially oh, yeah, for statistically, fantasy. Statistically, Alvin Kamara is top back in the league. Yeah, it's, it's oh, actually. Yeah, I'll give you that. Especially for fantasy. Uh, he had like 19 last week, 33 the week before, like 20-some, 40, blah, blah, blah. He, he's going off this year. And he had a great game. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the Saints ended up completing the comeback. Taysom Hill ended up scoring the game, tying touchdown, uh, like a 10-yard rush, which I guess we're all shocked about. Who would have thought that Taysom Hill would have been put in on the 14-yard line with like two minutes left? Uh, but, uh, yeah, moving on to the last game of the week, uh, the Bills versus the Titans, and that Derrick Henry stiff arm was absolutely beautiful against Joshua Norman. It truly was. I've already seen like a, I've already seen a million memes, but uh, let's just say the Tennessee Ronnie. Titans. <laughs> let's just say the Tennessee Titans uh, uh, clutched up for me in fantasy this week. I was up by one, and he had, and I was going against Eddie, who was in the podcast earlier. And I was up by one. He had Bills D. Bills defense ended up getting negative three because the Titans came away with the win, forty-two to sixteen. Josh Allen uh, didn't play well, too well. Why did I, I tell you? We uh, were on this Josh Allen train. And I'm we like, were indeed on the Josh Allen train. He didn't play too I'm well. Like, he had two interceptions. He's not these huge games. He's not going to. There's no mm. way he can. Yeah, but still, Stefan Diggs is actually looking really good, especially as the wide receiver one for the Buffalo Bills. Ten receptions for 106 yards. And I want to point out, like, you look at Derrick Henry's stats. He had 19 carries, 57 yards. Averaged three yards a carry, two touchdowns. It's not what he did last year. Last year, he was he just run over everyone. I watched the game, and he clearly isn't producing as many yards as he did last year, especially for the amount of carries that he is uh, getting throughout the season. Um, sorry, I just blanked. Oh, my bad. Uh, You're fine. running defense. They actually do have a good running defense. Um, and obviously, you can see the Titans load managing Derrick Henry right now. Yeah. Not playing him every single snap like they did. But when it comes down to it, Derrick Henry looks like he can be talented enough to make it count. Yeah, no, uh, A.J. Brown, though, first game back, seven receptions, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Johnny Smith, phenomenal performance, five catches, 40 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, that Titans offense is actually looking really good with A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Johnny Smith. And Adam Humphreys is actually kind of 
kind of a sleeper. <laughs> and uh, Corey Davis, when he comes back from uh, COVID-19. But, uh, yeah, the Bills got handed their first loss on Tuesday night. And uh, that's going to wrap up, I guess, the week. Of course. And I, that means that it's wrapping up the podcast. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. thanks for tuning in. And, great uh, time. Talk it has around. been a great time. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week for Episode 7.